0: So should we worry about Sirocco already? Welcome to the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution from Spring Training in Northport slash Venice, Florida at Cool Today Park. The podcast that gives you the stories behind the score is at Braves Spring Training. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano, and we're here with a special Sunday episode because, well, when you get the two of us in the same room, we can't help but talk baseball.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you flew down here. We're here. I mean, this is the first time we've ever been here in person together, spring training. We're looking at cool today, Park. We're going to beat the Spring scene cover band, I think, by a couple hours. <laughs> so if we want to stay a couple hours, we'll get a show. But, you know, right behind us, you got the tablecloth with the palm trees and all that stuff. It's The scene is set.
0: Yes, uh, so it is a uh, it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon as we record this. There's not a cloud in the sky. There's also not a shade tree to be found here. And they are uh, they've opened the stadium because there is a concert out in the parking lot apparently for Bruce Springsteen's cover band. The
1: the B Street the, cover the, band? The B, <laughs> the B Street the, band. B Street uh, the, Band.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is not our original joke. We stole that from somebody in the press box, but uh, we will not name uh, who it was. But anyway, uh, coming up, we will not break down uh, cover bands here in uh, West Florida. But uh, we will talk about why it did not apparently take long for Michael Soroka to suffer a setback. Plus, Max Freed discusses his feelings about his arbitration case and the extension discussions. We'll also meet the Braves' top prospect, and we'll introduce you... To the other catcher on the Braves Big League roster and how he's getting ready for what may be the biggest week of his career. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the show and please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution.
1: It's only a kick,
2: a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: All right, so let's go ahead and get this one out of the way because I know both of us uh, got questions from our listeners about this yesterday. What's up with Michael Soroka? Here's manager Brian Snicker on Friday.
3: I saw him the other day when he came in. He got a
0: little tight hamstring,
3: so he's not... Haven't been out running around
4: yet, but just one of those
3: make sure type things. And the update on Saturday? Good. He played catch. Yeah, he played catch today. I haven't heard how I'm sure it went fine. Um, But it's just, you know, something there, too. We're not going to push that. And, and, um, you know, we'll just make sure when we get him out there and going that we can keep up with it or keep going with him. Kind of one of those things. You guys have six, seven weeks here. Yeah, we got. you know, we have a lot of time. You know, unlike last year when we were trying to do a condensed – um, spring training, now it's, it's it's good to have the entire full allotment of time that we have. So, you know, we that's, I, I said, my message to the guys don't try and push through anything because we got time.
0: Is this one of those things we're talking about because it's February 18th or is this a thing?
1: It's a little bit of both. Now it's February 18th. There are six weeks of spring training. There is no reason to push anything. Anybody not named Michael Soroka would be in this same boat being held back until they felt hundred percent. But we have to acknowledge the obvious. This is Michael Soroka. This is the guy who has torn his Achilles tendon twice in the span of 12 months. And you really do feel for him, but this is going to be a story uh, because to a lot of fans, to a lot of people, this is, oh no, not again. Is this going to happen? Is he ever going to get back? It's probably not to that level of seriousness. He played catch. Soon he will probably move more, rotate, throw bullpens, things like that. They're just being extra cautious with him, as they would anybody. But, yeah, of course we have questions from listeners. Of course people will say, is it ever going to happen for him or he can't catch a break. He was looking forward to being fully healthy in camp. So it's going to be a story. But on the other hand, the Braves would have done this with anybody not named Michael Soroka because it's the first few days in camp. They have the time. There's no need to push anything. Literally, your only goal in spring training is to come out healthy uh, on the other end. So from that perspective, it's not a big deal. Um, And, you know, you feel for Michael Soroka. I mean, this is a guy who worked so hard to get back from those things, who worked so hard to come here and feel like he was 100% coming into camp. And at Braves Fest, he expressed as much. Um, Extremely optimistic. Super optimistic, super, you know, in great spirits. And this is really, you know, from that perspective, just a bummer. But he did throw. Yeah. And on the other, but on the other hand, Jay, I mean, I, you know, this was a year ago when we did this podcast around this same time. I mean, it was a few weeks later because of the lockout, but we said Luke Jackson was precautionary yeah. um, and we said, you know, and so you just, and that's not me trying to put damper, you know, damp in the spirits or anything like that. That's just me saying, we don't know what will happen, especially with a hamstring. We we just don't, we don't know what it, you know, could be or what it will end up being or what will happen right now. It just seems like something that'll take a few days to a week and he'll be a full go. But all we know right now is that he's not a full go. And when you're talking with about Michael Soroka, Um, And he prefers to be called Michael now. That's just going to be a story because a lot of people are just waiting for that comeback story, and right now it's not fully off the ground yet.
0: Meanwhile, uh, you know, while Soroka's trying to desperately make it back, Max Fried's really got one more step left uh, before reaching elite, elite status, finishing second in the Cy Young last year. But the Braves' clear ace has not been able to line up that extension yet.
1: When you look at kind of your time here and and liking it, if they were wanting to – Sign you long term would that would that be something that you'd be open to as well
4: yeah i mean i know it's kind of seen that's been more of a topic of a conversation recently but um you know being me and the team have always had really good dialogue we've been able to you know have some good communication so um i really loved my time here and you know i love the team so if that you know comes to the table then it'll be something that we think about
0: and Braves fans have asked this question all the time uh, since news broke of the arbitration hearings a couple of weeks ago. Is he upset that he has a not been locked up and b that he lost that case? It's outside of like all those things. I couldn't be
4: happier. I mean, to first comment on the the other people, like I couldn't be happier for them. You know, they they've worked really hard and they've earned it, and they're extremely talented. And uh, you know, I was going up, giving them hugs, and sitting in their press conferences, and it was. You know, it's been, you know, it's, it's, these are, you know, it's kind of life-changing money for people. So it's being able to just like congratulate them and support them and, you know, we're teammates at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not, there's, there's no, on my side, there's no anger or animosity or anything. It's, it's, you know, two sides going at it and business and, and just kind of the way I see it.
0: And, you know, Freed followed that up by saying he would absolutely sign if he got the right offer, so no hard
1: feelings? Yeah, I would say no hard feelings. I mean, I just think arbitration, obviously, is somewhat awkward. Uh, Just this week, you had Corbin Burns, the ace of the Milwaukee Brewers, come out and say that at his arbitration case, the team tried to say, you know, made its case to the independent panel, and one branch of that was saying that blaming him, and this is according to Burns, blaming him for the team not making the playoffs. Uh, and Corbin Burns said, I think the exact quote Jay was, y- you know, you really learn your true value within an organization. Max Fried still got a really nice raise. Um the gap between him and the Braves was bigger than the gap between, you know, Burns and the Brewers. The situations are completely different, but I do think that because we hear about hurt feelings every year, um with some guys that, you know, some teams don't handle it maybe as ethically. Um situations can be different. It can be awkward, and sure, it can lead to some hard feelings. On this end, though, it doesn't seem like there are any. I think Max is just getting ready uh, and excited to pitch, um, even though if you've, you obviously like to win and make more money. I mean, anybody would, but it's the business, and I think you know that's what he said, just business, two sides going at it. That's how he sees it. Play ball.
0: I was surprised um, to hear how open Burns was about how much he was hurt and even said that by how that went down
1: yeah, and I think uh, Ryan Helsley, uh, the Cardinals, you know, said he just wishes things were different and that's that's the route most players will take, even though salary arbitration is meant to help players get higher year end set you know year to year salaries um, in years three to six, sometimes two to six, depending on the service time early in careers. But um, you'll hear players say that a lot. They wish the system was different. They wish it was a free market sooner, like basketball or football, because six years is a lot. And we can debate that the entire time. But the point being that, yeah, I mean, if you're a team like the Brewers and you do something like that, I mean, that's your ace. you got to be really, really careful with how you handle that. Arbitration doesn't need to be something that causes bad blood, but you're still dealing with human beings. Um, And I think that's why people had the question about Max Freed. He was given the opportunity to squash that um, on Friday and, you know, by all accounts did, um, and also said, yeah, if the team – is going to they want to offer him a long-term extension if that wants you know is that's in their plans he you know he said that would be something to think about any
0: whiff yet at all of any discussions for an extension
1: I mean nothing specific but I think it was interesting that Freed said the team and him have always had really good dialogue and that's this is what I take from that the Braves are known, you know, at least in their front office with the way Alex Anthopoulos does things. And he said this publicly that he just really believes in being honest with players and believes in being really, really upfront. So, my read into the whole situation is that look, like they've obviously made Max Freed aware of what they think of him uh, and that they would like to have him around and have him be a part of their future. And I think Max alluded to that a little bit, maybe not specifically, but hey, we've had good dialogue, we've had good conversations, it's been amicable, I've loved my time here. Basically saying the runway is there if talks you know, were to continue. Here's the interesting part of this. If you're Max Freed, you're this close to free agency, you're a couple years out, you just finished second in Cy Young, it's almost a matter of how badly do you want to be here? Because I don't know that the Braves would pay as much as a suitor would in free agency. And if you're Max Freed, you're so close there, your value is the highest it's ever going to, you know, that it is right now, the highest it's ever been. It can go even higher with another season similar to that. Um, And I'm not saying he's got to even win Cy Young, but another season similar to kind of continue that trajectory. We've seen the, the premium on starting pitching it's going to be really interesting to see if Freed values, you know, and just if he doesn't take an extension, that doesn't mean he doesn't want to be in Atlanta. But I think the runway is going to be there, um, but the Braves certainly aren't going to be able to stick within 20 to $22 million like they have for all these extensions. It's it's going to cost more.
0: While we're on the topic of pitchers, oh, we have one more bit of news to bring you today. It's about Bryce Elder and his beard.
2: No fear, I hated it. And the first night I got home, I shaved it. But it worked, and so I, I rode with it. I hope I uh, hope y'all don't ever have to see it again. I hope I don't ever have to see it again. It's Snit said he's, he's really liked it, as he told you? As he, said. he told me many times. He he's, he made some comments last year, and I kind of thought he was joking, and I realized he wasn't joking. <laughs> and so he uh, he's made a comment quite a few times about how he likes a clean-shaven look, for sure.
0: So if Bryce Elder wants likes a clean-shaven look and his manager likes a clean-shaven look, why didn't he have a clean shaven look?
2: Um, last year we went to Norfolk and it was a two week road trip and I forgot my razor and I had been really inconsistent and just not very good. And then I forgot my razor in two weeks in a row I threw good so I was like well I'm going to keep it. And then I was going to shave it, was going to shave it and I just kept pitching good so I was like well I'll just keep it so it worked out. Uh, I think it was like the middle of June because I remember going home for the All-Star break and my mom and my grandma were like, oh, no. Like, they, they didn't like it. But um, so, yeah, it was, I guess from June to September, or I guess October.
0: Baseball superstition is very important.
1: Yeah, these guys, they live and die by it, man. June through September. We should mention that Bryce Elder in those final five starts for the big club, six earned runs in 32 and two-thirds innings, I think it was, exactly. And those shut out. Yep, Including being the, it was, I think it was the first shot out by a rookie since 90, uh, 1990. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's gone now. And then Brian Stickers joked about how he hated that thing and was like, man, don't even, you know, don't even show up with that thing, like, you know, jokingly. Um, and Bryce, I saw him, you know, clean shaven on the first day at camp and I was like, what happened? He's like, man, I hated it. And I, th- <laughs> I thought it was mom. I thought it was grandma. Um, it, was, it was him. It was him. He, uh, he's glad to not have it. And he looks about five to 10 years younger
0: we're looking at the you know the the fifth spot as a as a three horse race, where does Elder stand you know before we get things going here?
1: to A probably I mean if we if we look at Soroka and Anderson if they're both fully healthy as the two guys, the two horses in that race, I mean I really think Elders right there maybe more than people realize. And that's not anything specific that I've heard. That's just this is a guy who knows who he is. Um, He pitched really, really well down the stretch last year. Doesn't throw 100 miles an hour, but he pitches. Uh, And I think there is some value to that if you're looking for reliability out of the fifth spot of the rotation. He knows who he is. He's gotten more comfortable trusting his stuff and has said, said today that doing the things he's always done in baseball are going to make him successful. And as cliche as it sounds for him, it was about trusting himself. Throwing the stuff over. If guys hit it, they hit it. But he can't really get out of his game plan. He's never going to be a different pitcher than he is now. Um, And that's not to say he doesn't have good stuff. That's just to say he's not firing 101 by you.
0: All right, coming up, we will hear from the only pitcher from the Braves 2020 draft class that has not made it to the big leagues yet and our first clubhouse conversation this spring training. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership,
2: starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today.
1: This episode is brought to you by HyperIce, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology.
0: Uh, we've been telling you that we're going to flood the zone here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for spring training coverage. We've got three people already here. Michael Cunningham will be here next week. Our columnist, Gabe Burns, is coming down uh, later in March. Uh, that, that's, what we, that's the coverage we provide here at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And the only way we can do that is by your subscriptions. And we do have a special deal to try us out. If you've not done so yet for the next six months, So that'll be most of the baseball season, you can get... Unlimited digital access to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for just 99 cents. So that's all of our stories on AJC.com. That's our terrific photos and our layouts and our e-paper. That's our newsletters, the Braves Report newsletter, uh, Bradley's Buzz from Mark Bradley. You can get all that for 99 cents for the next six months. So go to subscribe.AJC.com slash podcast so you can take advantage of this deal. That is subscribe.AJC.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. And uh, I got here Friday night. It was not the easiest trip here. I do not like to fly. It did not go well, but I'm here and I'm happy to finally be at spring training for the first time.
1: You made it. I almost forgot when you said the trip wasn't well this morning. Didn't go well. I almost I, I was going to text you yesterday afternoon. I completely forgot. You know how this job is. Yes. The, the afternoon goes quickly at spring training, and I forgot this morning. It just occurred to me. You don't like flying. Do not like. Do not like to fly. I'm not worried about the plane. You know,
0: I, I, I pretty well expect it's not going to end up in the ocean but I hate, I despise the airport and couldn't find a place to park when I got there. Delta wouldn't check my bag off the app, so I had to go deal with that nonsense. I broke, I have, because I'm a nerd, I have a holster for my cell phone. I don't like putting my phone in my pocket, so I've got a holster on my phone to put it on my belt. It broke before I left the house, so I've got my phone in my pocket, so now it's, it's like I lost my ring. I can't find my holster, so I'm already uncomfortable. That ticked me off, and then I get to, the clear lines back around the corner because I'm playing for clear because I want to just hurry up and go through. It's around the corner. So that took a half an hour. And then the TSA guy decided he's going to empty my entire bag That's to see if I had funny. a bomb. I did not have a bomb. But, you know, my, my, my bag, you know, I've got all my audio equipment in there. Audio people, you know, I got my recorders, I got my, my, my mics, my cables, all that. He dumps it all out and found nothing.
1: Man, I mean, I'm glad he came up empty-handed, or I guess we wouldn't have a special show on a Saturday afternoon. I'd have bigger problems it, than TSA. but Also, 2006 called. They want their fashion sense back I'm with aware. that phone holster. Um, I'm, st- and I'm, then, I'm riding or dying with that. You can judge me. That's how it's going to be. Here's what I've always wondered. Only give me a couple minutes on this airport thing. That as good as the Atlanta airport can be, for as big as it is and as busy as it is, why do we have that seashell looking tube to put our bags through at security when we're going through TSA and everybody you always get to the other end once you go through the scanner and there are like 25 people waiting for their bags because they go through at a snail's pace I don't get it that's that's what's holding us up I figured it out I've had I have the solution it took me a good two and a half hours
0: to leave that I could have been halfway here Oh, if I just drove, which I actually wanted to drive, but didn't work out. So I was like but anyway, and you didn't come to this podcast yeah, to hear me to complain about the airport, but there you go.
1: One more thing though is uh you said you're pretty darn well sure the plane's not gonna end up in the ocean. Don't watch that movie about don't don't watch don't watch that, that one that came out a few years ago.
0: That's not what bugs me about flying, it's just everything else. And I at least got an an exit row seat so I didn't have to put my knees in my face. But you know, it's all that stuff. It's like I would just rather drive.
1: But, but it's fun you know we're here glad we're happy, here happy, to happy. yeah be the, here. The, the the great you know the gratitude to be here the time it was worth yep.
0: putting up with all that to be here to see no clouds in Florida It was a little chilly when we got here but uh, it's yeah. gonna be a nice warm uh, nice warm weekend they're they're already watering the grass um we got the the, the springstream tribute band going on in the back so can't wait to uh, keep digging into more ball we're gonna do as many shows as we can uh, while we're here along with our regular Monday episode and um, we did have some news from the pitching mounds today over to the right, the 10-pack of pitching mounds over there by the Braves Clubhouse. Uh, here's Snit on Ian Anderson's day.
3: He did it up-down, Ian Schuster, just got done, good. On the ball nice. ice. Yeah? Yeah. Looked really good, both of them. What, what stood out to you about Schuster? Um, just command, change up again. I think he's, he's a little stiffer to me this spring than I, what I saw him last year, um, I mean, it looked really good. I, you know, I saw he had a live BP a few days ago that that um, was pretty
0: good. So, yeah, the Braves' top prospect's name pops up on week one.
4: Yeah, I, I just think um, I can command on my pitches and uh, execu- execute pitches when I need to. So, I'm excited to go out there and face hitters and, and show what I can do.
0: That's Schuster, who does not have to go far for motivation.
4: Oh, yeah, me and Strider are in the same draft class, so we're pretty close buddies. So, yeah, just... Getting to learn from him, getting to learn from guys I've played with before has been a great experience.
0: The Bryce 2020 draft class. First round, Jared Schuster. Second round, they didn't have a pick. Third round, Jesse Franklin. Fourth round, some guy named Strider. Fifth round, Bryce Elder.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, it, Jared Schuster's the last of those guys, and it's funny being drafted in the first round. That's nothing against him. That just goes to show how... Things change um, and how quickly Strider and Elder kind of progressed and were close. But Schuster is another guy who's close, um, said to have a great changeup, as Snit mentioned. Um, I just don't know if there's a path. That's what I'm curious about is there are always twists and turns in a long baseball season. There are always injuries. Is there a path for Jared Schuster to contend to compete um, in the big leagues? Is there a path for him? What is going to need to be done? Uh, He might be a couple injuries away right now. You know, knock on wood, God willing, that doesn't happen to to anybody. You never wish that on anybody, but he is close. um, And he had a great year in Double A, Triple A last year. Um, So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to get this thing to the games. I mean, it's good to have you know an up down uh, and alive and kind of you know get get the juices flowing a little bit, but. You really like to see these guys in games, and we're only a week out. Is he
0: um, kind of the leader of that next tier behind Anderson, Soroka, and
1: Elder? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's their probably their top prospect right now, depending who you ask or which evaluation service you would go to uh, to look that up. He's their next guy. I mean, after all these trades, he's the guy that's close to the majors. Um, he is the Kyle Muller. If you know there is a spot, I mean, I would assume it'll be Schuster pretty soon. Um, Once he gets a little more seasoning, once he continues, you know, showing what he can do, he is in that next tier. Um, after Anderson, after Soroka, after Elder, um, and those guys have the inside track because they've been there before. But, hey, if guys don't perform and Schuster gets a chance and, and does, the Braves have shown a willingness to, one, bring up young guys, and, two, stick with what's working. Like, they don't go status quo. Like, I think they're very measured with how they do things, but they will go with him if it's working, if the opportunity presents itself, and he takes hold of it. Hey, Blooper's here. There's, like, 12 people in the stands, and Blooper's walking around. I guess he's taking in, uh, getting some
0: concessions, and uh, going to take in the B Street band uh, behind us.
1: He's, he's in the wrong spot. If... You want to yell down to him because if he goes, hey, all, if he circles, blue. if he circles all the way down the concourse, there's a a nacho place down in right field there that I used no to. No free always, ads. Yeah, no, I I said a nacho <laughs> place. That I didn't say what. I just said if you're we don't sell food, so people can't <laughs> people can't get their food here from us. Um, anyways, let's keep talking ball.
0: Um, you know, finally, uh, well, something we're gonna to try to do while we're here at spring training is is to you know one of the advantages we have here is the access that Justin has in the clubhouse every day. And, you know, the way we 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 get these stories is by sitting down, standing up and talking with folks. We do have a clubhouse conversation for you today. And he's not the, not the biggest name in the world, but Chadwick Tromp could play a very important role on this Braves roster. He is the other catcher on the 40-man roster behind Murphy and Travis Darnot. And he's one of only two big leaguers from the island of Aruba currently playing. And he will also be playing in the World Baseball Classic for the Kingdom of the Netherlands in a couple of weeks, which will be an opportunity to show off his island on the biggest
5: stage. Me and Xander being the only Bay Leaguers right now. So it's essentially like baseball wise, you only have two guys that, that you can like look up to or that has done it or that reached as of, as of, you know, as of late. So I think um, understanding that and carrying that back home um, to show them that anything is possible, especially coming from such a small island. I think that's like where the biggest responsibility comes from. To just um, keep giving the kids hope and uh, make sure they're they're chasing their dreams the right way. When you were a kid, uh, who gave you hope? That makes um, responsible? for me. I watched Andrew Jones play on TBS, and uh, we had a lot of guys from Aruba um, that made it in the past, but like four guys. But Andrew Jones was for me was the one that I saw on TV that you know I wanted to be like him. When kids come up to you at home, I'm sure like you, you know
1: you get. They want pictures, autographs, things like that. What, what's your biggest piece of advice to them as they
5: chase their dreams? Um, my biggest piece of advice for them is um, to always be aligned with your thoughts. And what that means, it comes a lot with it, because I think like one of the most important things, like a lot of times um, you want to work out, but you want to work out with somebody. Or you want to do practice, but nobody wants to go with you. And for me, like I had that sometimes, but I chose to go out there myself. So I think that's very important. And also um, being selfish a little bit in the right way, because everybody has different dreams and goals. So you got to make sure that you're you're sticking to yours and not whoever, you know, somebody else that maybe don't have the same vision as you. So kind of
1: being aligned with your thoughts has been like, hey, if you want to work, at, don't let anything deter you from doing exactly. what you want to do, yeah. even if the circumstances aren't ideal. Right.
5: It's tough, you know, and, and like, you know, coming, like I said, coming from such a small island, it's. It's just very, it's very different, you know. You see a lot of things on TV that you might never put your hands on, but I think baseball is one that, as of we're going right now, we're opening up a lot of possibilities for, for the country. So, what are
1: those things you see on
5: TV that might not be possible? Um, for example, like um, actors. I think that's like one of the main things that, I, as kids, you always want to like imitate an actor. But right. like, if you like think about it, all those things are mainstream English. You know, like as coming from Aruba, English is not your first language. Um, you know, they hold education higher than other places. So it's almost, it almost feels like some people get stuck in like a bubble. <laughs> that this is just what it is and they just let it, let it be. I'm a big believer that you don't need to just let it be. You know, I think everybody has a different path. And like I said, if you just stick to that one and understand what you really want. Because at some point you're going to dream as a kid. And it's super easy to go back to your comfort zone and just being like okay with everything I don't, I don't think that's i don't think that's how you should do it so for me it's like it's re- like i said it's coming back to being the re- responsible person to make sure that i'm motivating them and i'm encouraging them to keep dreaming and keep believing whatever they believe even though it if it might seem impossible
1: with the uh the bubble or the comfort zone is there ever any pressure from maybe the adults you know ever you know there's not a lot of baseball players from there so if like if a kid's chasing a yep. baseball dream is it ever like hey do something with their life that exactly. that'll actually pan out.
5: Right. Exactly, one hundred percent. You know that happens with everybody, but at home a lot too. Because, um, especially like, like back in the day, it was much more like okay, education only, and now it's like starting to change. They're like you go know, education and sports and all those things. So like you said, it, it does come from from them too. So it's a fine line. Okay. How um how hard was the choice to play in the WVC? Uh, easy. Easy, easy choice. I love, I love playing baseball. So it's a couple of extra games. It's play of environment in March. So you know, I think for me, that's that's like one of the biggest things. That,
0: you know. Was there um, was there any kind of debate in your mind on, you know, I, I got a chance to fight for a job with the Braves or take a once in a career opportunity to play for your
5: country? Well, I've had a lot of good conversations with Alex and and staff, and you know, we understand um, where we're at right now. Um, I also understand my role right now in the club, and um, I think just being in sprint training, like. At the end of the day, they want us to get games. So I think going there is not going to take anything away. Um, I think it's just going to help me as a player and also help the Braves because I'm going to be better prepared for the season. How good does Team Netherlands look? Uh, Man, we're good. You know, we have a really good shot, and I'm excited to to go and be part of it.
0: Uh, Netherlands, first of all, plays their opening game of the WBC tournament. They'll kick it off in Taiwan, March the 8th, against
1: Cuba that's a yeah that's a long flight I remember I caught up with Chadwick uh, days before we did this interview actually and just you know kind of shot the breeze a little bit told him congratulations um you know he's he's really really excited to to represent them um and to represent his country that's a long flight though my friend Uh yes. he's uh he's gonna be I think he's going. Yeah, I can't remember what his flight route is, but that's a long flight. Uh and man, but it'll be good to see him out there. He's always a real pleasure to talk to to the point where he's one of those guys because he's such a good guy. You wish he was up a lot more and you wish he was getting more opportunity. But never forget that game in Miami last year. What two RBI doubles? Another RBI hit?
0: Three for four. Uh, three RBIs. He's, he's made it in the in the big leagues last three years now. Last two years with the Giants, and then play the one game uh, with the Braves. But uh, you know, how do they feel about him being the depth behind Travis Dorno and Sean Murphy?
1: Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's a guy who has done it before, um, but it still has a little bit of potential. I mean, it must be noted though that I don't see. I mean, I guess they could, but it doesn't seem likely that they would go to three catchers like they would with Darno Contreras and Manny Pena. How we, you know, had it set up when we would talk about this back in December. Um, it doesn't really seem like that sort of situation, and I don't know if this was what he was alluding to, but at a point there when you asked him that question, he said, "We've had a lot of good conversations about you know where things stand and my role in the club." And to me, like, I think, you know, the WBC, one, is a great opportunity. And two, it doesn't, barring injury, it doesn't appear like Chadwick Trump will have a very large role on the big club, you know, but you never know. Um, And he stays ready. And he's certainly a guy who, by all accounts, you know, has worked really hard to be where he is and is a positive presence in the clubhouse and um, has shown, like last year, that he stays ready.
0: All right, so that's where we will uh, leave it here for uh, this Saturday afternoon as we record it, Sunday morning as you listen to us, but we'll be back uh, in our regular spot uh, on Monday. So day one for the Braves Report podcast on the ground here in Florida.
1: Yeah, no, it it, uh, went well. Um, Good to have you here. Should we give the people a hint about who tomorrow's big interview will be? What would your hint be? Uh,
0: Depending on if plans change, but uh, he was uh, one of the best relievers in baseball at one time.
1: That's 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 good enough for me. I think we'll leave. We'll have to leave it there. There we
0: go. All right. So that's what we will have for you on Monday. So uh, please rate, review, follow, and uh, share the show. And uh, we will see you again on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
4: And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting
2: ride. Read Bill Niggett's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein.
3: And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday.
4: Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.